All right, what's up, peeps? This is, in fact, Grain of Salt Podcast, episode number 12. Your host, Chef Jason Shepard. Uh, first of all, a big welcome to, to everybody here. Uh, we've had a brief hiatus for, uh, for a few weeks, so I do apologize about that. It has been, in fact, a fucking wild ride this past month. Um, my personal business, right, Cutting Edge Meals, LLC. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Instagram, Cutting Edge Meals, LLC, uh, Facebook, Cutting Edge Meals, all that kind of good stuff. Um, we are a personal chef business, and as some of you uh, may know, and maybe some of you don't, um, we do a lot of in-home meal preparation, uh, small catering, small events, stuff like that. So we've had a lot of graduation parties. We've it's just it's been a, a very 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 busy uh, month of May. So again, I do apologize uh, for the brief MIA here. Um, but however, in the meantime, uh, I have also been working on a few different things, a few different things for the podcast, uh, a few different things for, for my business, right? Cutting edge meals. Uh, I hope to have some of that stuff up and running by the end of the summer. Uh, so that is, I'm, I can't wait. I'm not, I don't want to tell anything about it because I, I want it to be kind of a surprise and I don't want to jump the gun on, on a few things, a couple of different sticks in the fire here, so to speak. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely stay tuned uh, to all that. Uh, best way to keep up with that stuff again is is the social media. Uh, I'm Instagram for me is is probably the number one, so uh, I'm on there uh, more often than not. Uh, and again, if you have any questions or anything like that, definitely you know DM me, uh, email me, right? Feed me f e e d m e at cuttingedgemeals.com. All right, it's that's the best way to to kind of get in touch with me here. Uh, so, like I said, been working on many things. Um, next week's episode is going to be very exciting, right? We'll, we'll be uh, unleashing something new here with with the podcast for for the month of June and and going forward. Um, and again, uh, I will talk a little bit more about what's coming up in June uh, next week with with some of the new things that we're rolling out. So, again, next week's episode definitely stay tuned. Okay. Uh, also, iTunes, Google Play, that is probably the best way to keep up with with the podcast. Uh, and then, you know, this way you guys can, you don't have to worry about what the fuck is going on otherwise. Okay. Um, so this week's episode, uh, I do, uh, again, slightly different format. All right. Uh, I, wa- I got a question from a listener uh, who also happens to be, to be a friend of mine. Uh, and he was asking me uh, a little bit about culinary school and... and you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I kind of want to spend this week's episode talking about uh, about that in, in, in some detail. And uh, I'm going to use this episode kind of with the email um, subject as, as basically the meat and potatoes of the, of the episode. All right, pun intended. So uh, Jordan asked about culinary school and changing his career and, and all that kind of stuff. What's the best path to go down? And, and basically, where does he start? So um, something that really kind of fucking pisses me off in general here all right first of all just because you're a chef or a cook doesn't mean you're a complete fucking dumbass okay now certainly there are those people out there that have nowhere to go in life and for some fucked up reason or another they just somehow get shuffled into the food industry all right yes those people are definitely out there and yes those people definitely work in the food industry okay but for some fucked up reason or another the general public seems to look down on chefs i it has gotten better, in fairness. It has gotten better over the past couple of years. But there's this notion that the food industry has chefs who who are 
just complete animals and and fucking terrible people all right yes we have tattoos i mean i'm covered in tattoos and yes i mean my hair is kind of long or you know beers and you know chefs are known for their bad attitudes and so on and so forth but don't judge a book by its cover it's just fucked up okay uh nothing pisses me off more than the quote-unquote look i get and to again to be fair from some people it's not all but when i tell them i'm a chef okay it's like oh what do you do oh i'm a chef oh like, what the fuck is that? What kind of attitude is that? What kind of reaction is that? All right. Again, it has gotten more popular to become a chef and, you know, it's been glorified and all this kind of horse shit with social media and TV and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And there are a few chefs out there that have made it cool to be a chef. But again, you know, I, I would say on the whole, we're still not there yet. Okay. Um, just because you went to your ritzy fucking liberal arts college that costs buttloads of money doesn't mean that as a chef, we're any, we're worth any less than you. Okay. Uh, as an aside, I went to Johnson and Wales, which one is a four year college and I have two degrees from, so there's that. And two, it wasn't cheap. Okay. Uh, so you can fuck right off with your judgment and all that nonsense. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of clear the air on that. Um, again, it's a little judgment. Okay. It's fucking wrong. So don't do it. All right. Uh, so two types of schools, all right, in terms of culinary, uh, and uh, I went to one and I worked for the other, so I do know what the fuck I'm talking about, okay? So I'm, there's two types of schools. There's a degree school and a certificate school. I'm going to discuss both of those, okay? A degree school, okay, like I said, Johnson & Wales. It's a two- or four-year college, or a two- or four-year degree. It's an actual, right, college. They have all sorts of different things going on there. Um, associate's degree, bachelor's degree, right? I have both from Johnson & Wales, but so it's, that's the program that they offer, okay? With that being said, there's lots of academics, there's prereqs, you have your English, you have your math, your biology, all that kind of stuff, right? All right, common sense would tell you that two or four year degree, you're gonna be there for a longer period of time, two or four years, all right? This, this is basic knowledge, all right? Uh, the the difference here is is in the way you learn. Okay, there's there's a lot of book work. All right, uh, hands on is kind of after the fact. All right, so for example, uh, JWU was broken down or Johnson Wales was broken down into trimesters. Okay, so you had one trimester of only academics, and by that I mean you had to go to a classroom like you would in college or high school or whatever, and you went in your chef whites and your uniform, and you had to learn about biology and English literature and math and accounting and all this kind of stuff, okay? The second two trimesters, those were the culinary classes uh, where you did cooking and learning and stuff like that. But basically you had a two-hour or you know sometimes one-hour lecture inside of the kitchen, and then right after that you spent the next four or so hours, six-hour class time, uh, in, in the kitchen cooking, all right? This is good for some people. This method is not wrong. This method is not right. It's just good for some people. If you are one of those people that read a book and then learn and can produce what you just read, then that might be a good path for you, okay? This, that's not wrong. That's not right. That just is the way it is. Some people learn fucking differently, okay? Um, and and that's my, that's, I want that to be my biggest takeaway, okay? Some people just learn differently, Okay, I for one, I can't sit still. All right, I don't do well with reading and then doing what I just read. Okay, enter 
the second type of school, okay? It's a, a certificate program or, or maybe a technical school, okay? Those programs are usually shorter. They're, in my experience, between 15 and 18 months, okay? Uh, the reason they're shorter is because there's no academics. There's no English literature. There's no chemistry. There's no uh, you know, algebra as a math class, okay? Now, that doesn't mean that you're a fucking idiot when you come out of this school, okay? You're going to learn how to write. Okay, but you're going to learn how to write menus. You're going to learn how to how to write down, uh, you know, communications with different people. Okay, you're going to learn maybe some some management techniques, stuff like that. Okay, you have to be proficient in writing to be able to do that. Okay, but you don't need to you don't need to know how to write a fucking novel. Okay, so that's the difference. All right, you're going to learn math, right? Baking, chemistry, conversions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's important. Okay, just because you go to a technical school, I say no math doesn't mean you're not going to do any math. All right, you need to learn how to read a recipe. You need to learn how to do, you know, multiplying, you know, different recipes for quantities and stuff like that. All right, baking is all chemistry. All right, so I mean, just this notion that, oh, you you went to culinary school, you must be a moron. What that? No, what the fuck you? Okay, uh, biology. All right, there's nutrition and health classes and all that stuff. How food affects the body. Okay, this this program is basically designed in such a way that you don't learn all the other non-pertinent crap in a tech school, okay? That's what high school was for, all right? This is where we focus on what you're actually learning, okay? Um, and everything that has to do with that. Again, like I said, just because you go to a tech school and there's no math class doesn't mean you're not learning math. You're learning math. You're just not learning how X and Y equals fucking some bullshit, okay? That's, there's no reason in a culinary school, in my opinion, to study Shakespeare and and all this ancient literature crap, when one, most people read it in high school, but two, what 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 does studying Shakespeare have to do with being a chef? Literally nothing. Unless you're opening some sort of restaurant from the fucking early days uh, and you want to have a theme, that's really the only thing I can think of, okay? Now, this is all important, you know, if, for example, if you are a literature major, okay? Don't be daft, but... I'm not saying this stuff is irrelevant. I'm just saying it's not pertinent and it's not relevant for a culinary school student, okay? Um, typically, the way it works in a tech or, or certificate school is you have your culinary classes. You learn those things that are specific to that class. So, for example, right, um, there's a recipe and menu planning. So, okay, that's again, that's going to include math. That's going to include trends. That's going to include all sorts of stuff that goes on with uh, planning a menu and learning, you know, the proper placement of where you put certain things and the order in which you do it. Okay, a class on American cuisine. All right, that maybe that focuses on grilling or deep frying or shallow frying. All right, this is, and I'm not saying that this is exactly the way the you know the the layout or the the curriculum is is, is broken down, but I'm this is just to give you an idea. Okay. Um, Again, that that is a very very short um, overview of the way those two institutions work, right? A degree or a certificate. Uh, again, one is not better than the other. There is no right, there is no wrong. It's just you have to do what's best for you. Again, if you are a kid that needs to learn, or a person, I should say, never mind that. But if you are a person that needs to learn on a hands-on environment and you can't sit still, then maybe a tech school or a certificate program is right for you. Okay, if why should you be forced to do something that isn't going to necessarily benefit you, right? Why pay all that money 
for a program that you're not going to get the most out of. It doesn't make sense to me, okay? Again, if you like to read textbooks and study and you, that's the way you do things and you know, you need to take your notes and you need to have this organized way of learning and all this, okay, then maybe a degree program is for you, all right? Again, there are some exceptions, right? Maybe, maybe if you wanted to go into restaurant business or management or something, you're going to probably need a degree, okay? So again, figure those things out beforehand, but there is a basic question you should ask yourself, and that is, what is going to be the best path for me? And again, looking at these two options are pretty much your way to do it, okay? Um, I don't really want to keep going with it because I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, so to speak, but uh, th that is your basic starting point, okay? Uh, from there, you should be able to make yourself an educated decision, um, and obviously each school is going to have its own different curriculum. Each school is going to have its own different way of doing things, um, what you can and cannot do, um, what, you know, what's going to benefit you, stuff like that. Uh, another thing maybe to consider is uh, the connections, okay? You're, you're paying for connections. You're paying for, um, you know, your internship or your externship, okay? If, if you... Uh, had uh, a school where you know their outreach is huge and they had they know all sorts of restaurants and they, you know there's good opportunity there um, then yeah you you might want to choose that school but again it comes down to money it comes down to the way you learn it comes down to how you're going to feel comfortable if you don't feel comfortable then you're not going to learn okay most importantly above all else okay and I, I've said this a thousand fucking times I've probably even said it in an earlier podcast but the biggest draw or the biggest, you know, um, benefit to learning or to education in, in general, but more so to a hands-on field, uh, is, is this. You have to care, okay? If you come in with some sort of fucked up attitude or you don't give a shit or, you know, anything like that, you're not going to learn, okay? I've always said it. I've said this for years, but... I can teach you how to cook. I can teach you how to peel carrots. I can teach you how to chop vegetables and cut potatoes. and all. I can teach you that. That's easy. But I can't teach you how to give a shit. You have to care. You have to want to be there. You have to want to do it. You have to want to be involved. If, you're, if that is not your priority, then one, you're not going to learn anything. Two, you're going to waste a lot of time of your own and a lot of your own money. And three, you're going to waste the time of everybody the fuck else that helped you get there or try to get there, okay? It's just going to make life miserable for you, all right? So, again, you have to want to be there. You have to care. You have to give a shit. And once you do that, then it becomes a lot easier. And, again, you can apply that to many things, but I'm, I'm talking specifically to the restaurant industry and the culinary world because it will chew you up and spit you out, all right? Uh, again, no pun intended. So, a very, again, brief overview of, of my opinion on, on culinary schools, okay? And if you have more questions about this, anybody, and I'm not just talking to talking to the listener that asked the question, but um, or you want to debate it more, uh, please, by all means, you know, send me an email, you know, direct message me on uh, Instagram or, you know, whatever the case may be, all right? Uh, so, Recipe for this week, all right, uh, it's, it's coming into, you know, finally now we get some, well, today it's kind of fucking raining, but, um, you know, we're getting into this warmer weather where where we are allowed maybe 
it's or it's easier, I should say, to to do some grilling, maybe a little backyard barbecues, right? Memorial Day uh, just happened, right? Maybe some graduation parties, so on and so forth. Okay, so this is this is a very easy recipe, very simple recipe. Okay, um, here's a little secret to to grill chicken. Okay, uh, the the best way. Uh, well, one, don't overcook it, right? That's probably number one. But uh, the best marinade, okay, of all time, and it's it's unbelievable, right, it is, is Ken's Italian dressing. I'm not here to endorse Ken's. Ken's isn't paying me. But, again, like with the whole Hellman's mayonnaise thing, there there are a few things that just fucking work, and we don't fiddle fuck around with it, okay? Uh, for those of you that give a shit, right, Ken's is gluten-free, all right, so that's that's one good reason there. But uh, Ken's Italian dressing, the regular Italian, don't get the deluxe or it's all fancy horse shit, right? Just regular Italian dressing, right? You take a chicken breast, cut it in half, all right, so it's not this big-ass, chunky, fucked-up chicken breast, all right? And then uh, just cut it in half and marinate it overnight. And when you go to grill the chicken, it's going to stay juicy. It's going to be, you know, nice and moist if assuming you don't overcook the shit out of it. Uh, but that's that's pretty much the be- the best way to do it, all right? Uh, just uh, as in a complete aside here, now that I'm talking about it, I had this conversation the other day with my girlfriend. Um, chicken. I, I This is a monumentally confusing subject here. I want to talk about the size and the quality of chicken breast for a second. Uh, and, I, and this d- does not only apply to chicken breast, but uh, especially chicken wings, right, something along those lines. I'm not sure in what universe you you've seen uh, you know a 25 pound chicken. That's just unrealistic. Okay, so when you go to the store and you see these monstrous fucking chicken breasts, that's that didn't come from a chicken. Okay, that came from some sort of Hulk chicken. All right, this that chicken breast is so fucked. It's not even funny. It's been injected with saline. It's been modified. It's been stir. Like hello. When the fuck have you seen chicken breasts that are almost the size of turkey breasts? Like, a 20-pound chicken is a turkey. It's not chicken, okay? If you look at a normal-sized fucking chicken, all right, the chicken breasts should be small, and they should be relatively thin, okay? Uh, if that's the case and you're buying actual good chicken breast, you don't need to cut that in half because it's going to be a normal fucking size, all right? So just as an aside there, okay? So second piece of this recipe, beef or flank steak in particular, okay, you're going to take the creamy Italian dressing and you're going to marinate the flank steak in that, okay? Why it works, I have a sneaking suspicion that some of the vinegar and the acid in the dressing kind of breaks down the protein a little bit there and, and makes it a little bit more tender, and it's it's wonderful. It's, it's very, very good. Try it out, okay? Um, so that's the recipe. Okay, I want to jump into food news first, and then I have a whole fucking to-do about today at the grocery store segment. Okay, so uh, again, this is probably the second or third time I'm going to say this uh, since I've been doing the podcast, and you know, here we are 12 episodes in. Uh, however, I told you so, okay? Uh, if you remember, I think it was last week or the week before his episode, I don't remember off the top of my head, but we talked about robots and technology and and all this sort of crap in in the kitchen okay um and i think it was the spice kitchen and what it was called was these cats from harvard uh designed this whole robotic scenario here where you get your food and this and that okay upon further research okay uh i found a company called molly robotics and they have invented a fully robotic kitchen 
with hands and arms and all this. It cooks stuff on the stove in a pan. It mixes it in the pan while it's hot. And I mean, the spice kitchen was kind of a you know a, a conveyor belt of things, dumping things into uh, a, a canister and then mixing it and cooking it that way. But the Molly Robotic Kitchen is a physical kitchen with conveyor belts that have hands on them and. Uh, you know, I was. It's a YouTube video. You could check it out. But the hands were grasping things and moving things around. And I'm not just talking about little containers with chopped up shit in it. I mean, they were taking pots with you know gravies and or you know stuff like that. They were mixing with a whisk, and it was full on a legit robotic kitchen. So again, you, YouTube it, Molly Robotics. It, you know, you can quick Google search will will bring it up. But um, I just found that to be super interesting. Uh, and apparently the video is a few years old, so I'm assuming only at this point that the technology has been perfected. Uh, so, cool story there. Um, little job security or insecurity, however the fuck you want to look at it. Uh, the second uh, piece of news here is, and I, I, I'm pretty sure, well, I, I mean, I know I've talked about Amazon and Whole Foods before, but um, Amazon and Whole Foods, since they are now uh, one and the same, basically, uh, they are now offering a two-hour food delivery uh, with a Prime membership, okay? And so far, that's only available in Austin, Cincinnati, Dallas, and Virginia Beach, okay? Uh, Prime members receive free two-hour delivery, or you can get your delivery within an hour for $7.99 on orders of $35 or more. Uh, so one more way that uh, Amazon's kind of taken over the world here, but um, you can get your groceries in two hours all right uh kind of cool kind of scary um i mean i guess that's good i don't really know where i stand on that um i mean i guess if it's three o'clock you're almost close to quitting time and you just put the order in and by the time you get home at you know 5 30 assuming you work nine to five um you have groceries all right or here's an idea i just thought of this maybe i'm Maybe I'm crazy, but you hire me and my company, right, Cutting Edge Meals, and we do the grocery shopping, the cooking, the cleaning, the delivery. You know, we do it all. We do it right there for you. So basically what I'm trying to say is I'm going to make Amazon and Whole Foods uh, extinct. Big challenge, but I'm up for the task, okay? All right. Today at the grocery store, this is a fucking nightmare of a story. So... This past week, uh, Whole Foods, because that's uh, where my clients like for me to shop. Um, it's a love-hate relationship I have with this Whole Foods here. Um, I go to the same Whole Foods as, I've again, I know for a fact that I've said this numerous times. Um, and, in fact, this is probably where most of my Today at the Grocery Store stories come from. But uh, besides the point, all right, um, Today at the Grocery Store, or this week, okay, uh, I went in. Uh, it was uh, Tuesday. And I had a very uh, big day, a lot of clients, a lot of catching up, right? Monday was the holiday. Uh, I didn't, um, you know, have anything going on uh, for work-wise. So, um, you know, we kind of had to play a little bit of catch-up on Tuesday. So that being said, I go in uh, kind of earlier in the morning and uh, get, you know, all the groceries. I'm doing what I need to do. Uh, one of my clients needed me to pick up some olive oil. Okay, well, fair enough. All right, so I go and I get the big bottle, the same bottle that, you know, this particular client always gets, right? I know which, which one they like. Uh, so I get that and I check out and here's how I like to have my odors. Um, I like to have everything in one bag. 
uh, because let's be honest, I, I know how to shop uh, and I'm not buying food for an army. I'm buying food for a family. So uh, trust me, the amount of food that I buy looks like a lot less than you think you would need, but that's the point of hiring me. Okay, I know what I'm doing. So food for thought. But I like to have everything in one bag. If you don't pack the groceries into the bag like a fucking savage, uh, this will never happen. However, if you are in fucking la-la land and are not paying attention to what I'm asking for, uh, then the following will happen. Okay, So I go to the, the cashier or the, the, the person at, at the register, uh, probably one of the people that knows me the best, as just it so happens. All right. Um, she knows how I, I like to have my orders packed, and so she's giving directions to this fucking bagging person. Nice enough guy. I know who he is. I, I've seen him before. He, he's you know a little bit off kilter, a little bit interesting, but uh, nonetheless, nice enough guy. I've had a couple conversations with him, uh, especially in regards to what I do, my business, and all that kind of stuff. So he's not totally unfamiliar to the scenario here is my point. Okay, so packs the bag, does this, blah, 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 check out. Listen, I don't have time to go holding everybody's hand, okay? If you needed me to do and supervise you, then I might as well just do it myself, okay? And frankly, there are some days where if I could open my own register and check myself out and package my own shit, that would be a lot better off, okay? Obviously, that's unrealistic, but sometimes it's just if we want it done right, you have to do it yourself, Okay, Uh, and that's what I'm fucking talking about here. So go to the client's house, pull the bag out of my truck and walk in maybe six feet from my vehicle and the bottom of the fucking paper bag gives out and a big bottle of olive oil goes smashing all over my client's driveway. Now, that's kind of the worst part, but not really, because where do you hold the grocery bag? right next to your feet or your legs. You don't hold it out, you know, 17 feet behind you or, you know, right to the way off to the side. You hold it at straight down at your side. So when this big bottle of olive oil fucking smashed on the concrete floor, what do you think happened to all of olive oil? Okay, well, one, it went all over the fucking driveway. So that's a nightmare. But two, it literally splashed all over my leg and my shoe and my sock. My shoe was soaking wet with olive oil. I cannot begin to tell you how fucking pissed I was. Okay, first of all, this should just never have happened. First of all. Second of all, now what do I do? I'm kind of in the middle of my day. I actually had to cancel my last uh, last client because I can't just show up to their house with fucking soggy oil feet all right that's that's fucked all right so now what do i do so now i have to take all the glass and all the shit right off the driveway now we're just wasting fucking time so now i'm on my hands and knees with a rag that i found in my truck scooping up this fucking glass i end up cutting myself which was a whole fucking different other debacle all right because of course the driveway is dark and the olive oil bottle is dark green, okay, right? It's kind of to protect the light, so I get it. But, like, didn't see the piece of glass. Then it caught me. Now I'm fucking bleeding. Now i got to clean this stuff up. What a fucking nightmare. All, by the way, now while my shoe is soaking wet, okay? So, luckily, I had a bag, a plastic bag in my truck, of which 
I took the rubber band that was around the eggs, okay, just to keep them closed. I put the bag over my foot, and I rubber banded the bag shut so that I could walk around my client's house without making a fucking nightmare of oil all over the goddamn floor, all right? What a fucking nightmare this was. Luckily, okay, luckily... There was uh, some people doing some tree work uh, for the power lines, kind of right in front of my client's house. And you know, there's a, a younger dude. He's probably maybe you know late twenties, early thirties, kind of my age. But uh, he kind of saw everything that went down, and you know, I kind of started a conversation with him. But luckily, he was able to spread some wood chips and all that kind of stuff on the driveway. It's not pretty. It's not clean. You know, it's not 100. percent But uh, what an absolute fucking nightmare! I don't know how else to explain it to people, but. When you make bags, first of all, fucking shitty. Second of all, all lopsided and dilapidated, and I don't know what the fuck happened, but this bag just completely gave out, and the, the whole bottle of... And I'm not just talking like a six-ounce bottle. I mean, it, it was like a 20-something or 30-ounce bottle of olive oil. It was huge uh, and expensive to boot. So um, cool story there, Whole Foods, but um, yeah. Let's hope that that never fucking happens again, okay? So that's a little this week's rant uh, today at the grocery store here, okay? Um, So again, kind of wraps it up for us here, all right? Grain of Salt Podcast, episode 12, all right? Uh, Next week, I'm telling you guys, something big is fucking happening, all right? Episode 13, all right? Lucky number 13 is going to be awesome, all right? Uh, iTunes, Google Play, all right? Some of you might know I I do release the podcast on... on my Instagram, right, Cutting Edge Meals LLC. Uh, definitely check us out there, uh, right, for all, all business inquiries, right, Facebook, all that kind of jazz. All right. Um, again, any questions, email feedme, F E E D M E, at cuttingedgemeals.com. All right. More than happy to talk to you guys. All right. Send me a direct message, right? Send me a message on, uh, on Facebook or, or whatever you need to do. All right. Um, stay cool, stay dry. All right. Stay cooking. All right. We'll see you in about a week's time. Grain of salt episode number 13 coming up. Ciao.